The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Whenever I ask my kids, I have three, three now grown children, and whenever I ask them to share some of their favorite memories from our homeschooling years, they always include something about our festival celebrations. Our lantern walks in the woods after dark, our, our solstice spiral, making candles, spring equinox plays, and May Day festivals. I love hearing this and it doesn't surprise me because celebrating festivals brings groups closer together and it helps to strengthen the bonds of all those individuals. So whether you uh, are celebrating with your immediate family or a larger group, Celebrating festivals builds powerful memories for children and creates a sense of we're all in this together. Hey there, and welcome to episode five of the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we're exploring all the goodness of celebrating festivals as a family. Thanks for joining me today. As as I'm recording this episode, it's the fall of 2020, and I know it's a very different year for many of us. There's the added stress of, of canceled activities, uh, less time often, or for some of us, less time with, spent with friends, uh, and a lot of this is weighing heavily on us. Plus, there's a, so much uncertainty. In the midst of all of this, though, I want to encourage you to find your own personal connection, a connection to the seasons and to their festivals, as a way, as a way of creating uh, an oasis of sorts, uh, a time apart, right, from everyday life to be present to something 
bigger. A time to rest, to replenish, and restore. Festival celebrations help us mark the seasons and can really become these anchor points in your year. Festivals to me are like anchor points in your yearly rhythm in the same way that mealtimes are anchor points in your daily rhythm. There are times when we come together as a family. In this episode, I want to share with you some benefits of celebrating festivals, a simple structure for planning festivals, and three tips to keep in mind when you bring festivals to your family. But first, you might be wondering, what do I mean by festivals? So a festival is really just a gathering together to celebrate something. It can be a day, it can be a season, like a period of time. It can have religious significance or not. Um, and it's often connected to a season and can become an annual celebration. Cultures really from the beginning of time have held festival celebrations, and the festivals often include special foods, poetry, music and dancing, and special rituals. Festivals are simply a time or a day, right, for a group of people to get together and celebrate um, some common value, right? Some common uh, recognized day. So in the Waldorf tradi tradition, uh, Waldorf education is an approach that's inspired me from the beginning of our homeschooling. And in this tradition, festivals have become a really big part of school communities, Waldorf school communities. It's interesting, though, because the founder of the Waldorf approach didn't really have this in mind. He didn't intend for this to be true, but it has um, become common practice for Waldorf schools to celebrate uh, a certain calendar of festivals through the year. And uh, these festival celebrations can be, I think it's because they can be such a wonderful time for building community and for uh, a group to have, to hold a special gathering. When I talk with homeschooling parents whose children are now learning at home after being part of a school community that had a festival life in this way, these parents often feel sad for leaving behind these special events. But I honestly think that these celebrations can take on an even richer meaning in smaller groups, particularly with our families. So whatever your situation this season or this year, I encourage you to choose a few festivals to celebrate and craft a celebration for your family and or your friends. You might choose holidays that you already celebrate, right? And then add more of a festival flair to those. Uh, or you might choose a few new special days to celebrate this year. And I have some tips on both of those as we go on. So what are the benefits to celebrating festivals? 
I've given you a few, but I just want to uh, recap here uh, and add a few more. Festivals can help us. Uh, they can help us create special childhood memories. They can help us connect to nature and the change of seasons. They can help establish family traditions and they can strengthen family bonds. So we all know that children thrive on repetition, right? Repetition, consistency, knowing what to expect, and even anticipating uh, something to come. And festivals often become these traditions in your family, right, that follow your children through life. Think of festivals as a way to deepen our connection with the rhythms of the year. In particular, the four seasons as a way to celebrate seasonal changes. You might also find that festival celebrations are a great way to gather with family, extended family, with friends. So if you're, for example, if you're trying to meet other homeschooling families in your area, this can be a great way to begin to choose uh, a festival um, in the season to come that you might want to gather and celebrate together. And then maybe you get together uh, a few times ahead of that celebration to do some preparation. And so if you can find a group of like-minded friends in, um, in your area to celebrate with, and then I just really encourage people to do as much of the, of the celebration as you can outdoors in every season. Also, though, don't underestimate the power of celebrating festivals with just your own immediate family. So how do we craft a festival celebration? When putting your fest family festival together, remember to keep it super simple. You know that's one of my foundational principles, right? Simple and doable. You might start with just a few songs, learn a new poem, share a story, right? Super, super simple. Then of course you can add in great food and you're good to go. Uh, I like to think of festivals as a sort of mini main lesson block. If you are working with main lesson blocks in your homeschool lessons, uh, festival celebrations can be built in a similar way, created in a similar way. So built around a story, a few hands-on artistic activities, and some songs and verses. Remember the arts. The arts really help make uh, experiences more memorable. So weave in as many of the arts as you can. So here's a, key, a quick recap. There are four simple building blocks to planning a great festival. Uh, a few songs and verses or poems, a story, an activity or ritual, so fun, artistic, outdoors if you can, and food, right? Songs and verses, a story, an activity or ritual, and food, and you've got it. Keep this in mind too, start where you are. <laughs> we all have holidays that we already celebrate, so if you start there, you can take those holidays that you 
are already on your calendar, right? And just make them more meaningful by adding in some of the lively arts, some stories and songs, some drama, like a little puppet show or something like that to enrich your celebration. So here's some examples. Think about um, Thanksgiving, right, as an example. You might simply add in, if you're already celebrating Thanksgiving and you're getting together with your immediate family or maybe extended family, add in a story, right? And perhaps also a poem about the season, about Thanksgiving, something that speaks to your heart that you can share, right, around the table during the Thanksgiving meal. It can also be fun, like I said, with, with verses and songs in particular to learn them ahead of time with your children so that you can bring them to the celebration with, you know, some familiarity and already knowing them. Uh, in the show notes to this episode, I've included a link to some of the festival celebrations that many Waldorf schools celebrate. So if you're interested in what the festival year or what the festival life looks like in a school community, um, have a look at the show notes and you can find those on my website at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode five. Some of the festivals include, uh, that are celebrated in, in school communities, include Michaelmas, Martinmas, Candlemas. Uh, but if you've never heard of any of these, don't worry, right? Try adding in one new festival perhaps this year, just one, um, so that you can learn about it and, and celebrate uh, in addition to what the what holidays you already are celebrating with your family, please remember to keep it simple. Here's another example: uh, uh, just create, uh, plan a May Day tea party where you have cake and tea served on real china. <laughs> Uh, and then if you keep the tradition going, perhaps next year you could add in a maypole for dancing around. See how you can build gradually over the years, um, but only if you start really simple so that it is uh, possible to do it, to pull it off. Uh, you might plan for a lantern walk by making lanterns together. Uh, there are lots of different ways to make wonderful lanterns. Learn a few songs to sing. Um, when you head out into the woods for your lantern walk or around your neighborhood. If you want more help crafting festivals for your family, I have an entire masterclass with multiple lessons. Uh, it's called celebrating festivals and it's inside the homeschool with waldorf membership there's also uh, another master class on specifically on the lantern festival if you want to learn how to make eight different kinds of lanterns learn songs to sing for this festival and how to plan out um, the celebration Homeschool with Waldorf, the membership, it's a month-to-month -month membership that you can join anytime, you can cancel anytime, and the Celebrating Festivals and Lantern Festival Masterclasses are just two of over 20 masterclasses that uh, you'll have access to when you join. So you, there are also uh, weekly group coaching calls for the community um, with me, and there's planning support, 
monthly verses and songs for you to bring to your family. So check out all the details at artofhomeschooling.com slash homeschool with Waldorf. However you choose to bring festivals to your family, I want you to remember that they um, they really increase the rhythm in your family life and provide a little variety, right, to your regular lesson rhythm, which is so refreshing. You know, it's good to be consistent with our homeschooling lessons, and it's good to have some festival celebrations sprinkled in throughout the year. So I would suggest you consider starting with the four corners really of the seasonal year, the two equinoxes and the two solstices. That way you can add in a ritual or tradition for each of the seasons, fall, winter, spring, and summer. In my family, we have celebrated these festivals and we did these pretty regularly year after year. Um, Michaelmas or Michaelmas, uh, the Lantern Festival for Martinmas, a solstice spiral, Candlemas, the spring equinox, equinox, and May Day. These were in addition to our own family and religious holidays. And now that my kids are grown, we're, I'm not celebrating all of these festivals every year, but I, I do look forward to having grandkids someday, I hope. Uh, we we just have so many happy memories from my kids' childhood around these festival celebrations. And uh, we still have this, oh my gosh, it's, it's fall right now, as I said, and we have this amazing collection of lanterns that we made over the years for our lantern walk. We would line the path through the woods with lanterns. And I have a huge collection of those in a bin, <laughs> in a couple of bins. And I love getting them out every year. And I still use them to decorate our, our mantle and our sideboard uh, during the fall and winter holidays. So as we wrap up, I have three tips for you for celebrating festivals as a family. Number one is do a few well rather than trying to do them all. Give yourself the freedom to choose, right? To choose which festivals you'll celebrate this year or this season and what those will look like. Remember, you can keep them super simple so that it, they're doable. Number two, Choose wisely and well. Uh, seasonal celebrations are the best place to start, as I said, um, but be aware of which seasons are already quite full for you and your family. If you have travel, you have other holidays that you're celebrating, you might not want to add in uh, another a festival celebration during that time. You might want to choose a different one. And as you begin your planning, imagine how much of your celebration you could do outdoors, right? This really helps us connect with the seasons. Now, tip number three is keep it simple. Honestly, a few poems, songs, a story, an activity, and good food make for a really powerful celebration. You'll want to begin preparing like maybe three or four weeks ahead of time, at least two for uh, your, your, your celebration so that you can 
you can make crafts, learn the songs together, uh, and just spend some time together enjoying the anticipation of the celebration itself. In closing, I really want to encourage you to find your own relationship to the seasons and the festivals. This kind of inner reflection on our part, on the parents' part, can really bring us, us strength in a season of uncertainty. And as I said in the beginning, festivals provide us a time to rest, to replenish, to restore. So don't make it so complicated in service to your children that you have lost sight of all of that, right? Let resting, replenishing, restoring. We want it to feed us as well. Um, because it really does help us, you know, getting in touch with what these festivals mean to us and then bringing the celebration to our families really helps us get in touch with something larger than ourselves. Festivals also can create this wonderful sense of togetherness and community. And right now, I would say our families for many of us are our core community and that is an important thing to strengthen. As I mentioned, if you want to further explore celebrating festivals for your family, check out the masterclass, as I mentioned, available inside Homeschool with Waldorf, the membership. And you can find details at artofhomeschooling.com slash homeschoolwithwaldorf. And above all, find your connection to the festivals so that you can bring these enriching experiences to your children and your family. Thanks so much for listening today and happy celebrating. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm -hmm.